Hello and welcome to the Gibraltar Heritage Trust podcast series. I'm Alice Mascareñas and this time we bring you a brand new book on our local shelves. Prepare to become an expert on the streets of our city with A Rocky Labyrinth, a book written by Manolo Galeano with photographs and illustrations by Victor Hermida. It's the history of the streets, roads, lanes and ramps of the city of Gibraltar. How did it come about? I'm joined this time by Victor Hermida and Manolo Galeano. It begins as an idea, also as one of the different articles written for local newspapers over the past few years, and there was a lot of interest from people stopping me in the street, and um, it was decided with the Heritage Trust and with my good friend Victor that we uh, should go ahead with, um, with this project of having an actual book and going into greater depth into the subject and then he came up with all kinds of ideas of mini-maps and everything else that makes the book so interesting, I think. There is another book, of course, on the streets of Gibraltar which was published much uh, earlier on. What makes this book different? Well, the other one was more of a booklet for information. This, is, I think, goes into greater depth, as I've said, you know, uh, together with more information or um, lots of research done into um, the derivation of the, the names of the streets. M- most streets in, in the city of Gibraltar would have the official English name and also what we use uh, the Janito one. Victor, what was your involvement in this? Because the book is... It is about the streets of Gibraltar, but it's also a guide, and there, there are maps with references to the streets. Yes. I am very much a visual learner, as I say, so I can interpret graphics a lot easier than I can text. That's, been, that's me. That's the way I'm built. So I transferred that onto the project, and I thought that it would be good if people could actually visualize the shape of the streets in relation, not just in, on, on, on its own, but also in relation to things that surround it and how it's located within the city or where it's located in, in the city. And then obviously trying to get the, the images, the, the photographs, to try and give the reader a, a visual impression of what the street is like if that person were to walk along that lane or that passageway. We did think at one time about the, the angle of view for the images. I even thought something that's very popular nowadays is possibly the use of a drone. But again, you know, we don't fly, nor do we crawl, we walk. So they are documentary photos of the street as you would see it if you were to walk it. So locating the streets within the, 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 the more general view of the town and showing its character, what it looks like, I thought that would support and, and, and help the, 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 written and research, the written work and research that Manolo had put in. We'll come back to the character, because that's very okay. important in the book. Manolo, the, the, the book is, is really a history of many of the streets in Gibraltar. How far back do you go, and where does it all begin? Difficult question. We, we do have records going back to Spanish times, especially uh, what these streets were generally, what they generally looked like. There's even a, a map which is included in the book, which is the Bravo map of 1627, which is really 
the genesis of, of much of the information we have on, on, on streets in Gibraltar. We also have the written word, especially from Portillo, that goes into, not into great lengths, but it talks about the different districts, the, the uh, Villa Vieja, the Valsina, and the Tulva, uh, which makes up the city per se. But this is an ongoing process of streets um, burgeoning up. We've had sieges which have destroyed whole sections of the city, but again, the, the, uh, the property owners have again mostly built on top of the, 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 the footprint of the property. But certainly we can go back to Spanish times and we have a certain idea of how the city developed from the original Medina within the Moorish Castle estate area and down by what is now Casemith, which was a built-up area, and slowly over period of the mid-14th century, it started burgeoning into up to where the, the, the present cathedral St. Mary the Crown is. But we don't have much more information about street names of that period, only of the Spanish period. And many of them, th there's no record where they were actually located. But the, the town itself really hasn't changed that much. That structure that was given in the early 1600s is still there today. Yes, that, that is correct. Uh, apart from some cases where, uh, as I told you before, um, Casemith was not a, a, a square as it is now, like Planada. It was a built-up area, a labyrinth of uh, little lanes and streets which encompassed the present Casemith Square and even into what is now the Casemith Barracks, per se. Uh, that has changed completely in what it was originally, and so has the area near the, the, the present Cathedral of Mary of the Crown, which after the Great Siege, uh, the, the, most buildings were destroyed, including most of, of the, the main church, and it was decided to realign. Other areas that have changed have been Cathedral Square and also a, a Governor's Parade, where buildings were demolished to build up uh, the, the Cathedral of the Holy Trinity and all the area where, where the Theatre Royal and the Church of Scotland is, but... You know, I, I think the book will help a lot in the sense that it contains two maps, one of, the, of 1627, which gives you an idea of the Middle Ages and before that, and then there's the Montresor map of 1753 that Victor has also uh, inserted, which more or less shows you just before the Great Siege what the place looked like, and there haven't been all that many changes. And as I say in the book, if you were able to get into a time machine and go back or people from, from uh, the Muslim area, uh, era or, or Spanish era could come along. Basically, apart from the facades having changed, the, the, the street plans are almost the same. You took over 2,000 images for, for, for this book. So how do, between the two of you, decide what should go into the book and what you should leave out? A lot of discussion and uh, looking at all the images. Because take, for example, New Passage. Where does it start? Where does it finish? Where is the entrance and where is the exit? I mean, it's got two of everything, hasn't it, really? So we were taking photographs from one end, through the middle, from one direction, from different directions, and from the other end. And then it was a question of selecting the ones that initially... I, I, I did a, an initial selection, and then what I would do is I would send them off to Manolo and Manolo would have a look at them and he would say, number one, I'm not happy with, number two, I am, uh, this is good. So we kept narrowing them down till we had uh, uh, a chart 
of every street and each photograph number that could go into the book. Once we've done that, uh, we then had to become ruthless to the point where we say, no, we both like this one, but technically this is a better image, it shows more of what the street is like, so forget the one we like, we've got to go for this one. So we narrowed it down to what is now in the book. So how do you, did you select the streets? Was that easy? Uh, maybe it, it just had to happen that way? We, we met so many times, once we had all, all these photographs, and as Victor said, saying, you know, we, we brought them down to a, a, a possibilities, but it, it was very difficult, you know, because we had difference of opinion. Um, but we wanted to get not only the facades and, and the feeling, we want to get the atmosphere of the mm. place, the, 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 Victor especially, you know, the, the, the light, uh, because we went to the, different, the same place again and again because the light wasn't right in, in his opinion. And it, it's got, it's got, it shows in, in the book that we just received that it's going to be a fantastic book and it's going to be a record of, of a time and place because we're, what we're afraid of is that things will change in the future and much will be lost in the process. But that record will exist for time immemorial, hopefully, you know. Um, Which is true that uh, a lot has been lost over the years since it, since the early 1600s, and the street names have changed as well, and and the character, we'll come to the character in a minute, but the, the actual streets, surely you had to select which streets you wanted first, which were of importance that needed to go into the book? No, because we've included really all the, the streets, ramps, lanes um, and roads within the city of Gibraltar. We have not done... This is not the streets of Gibraltar. This is streets and lanes, etc., within the walls, which is the, the old town, the old city of Gibraltar, the old the city going back to medieval times. And, you know, we want people to, to understand that as I walk down the street, the, the, it's a medieval plan, although you no longer see the, the original facades, but basically you're walking within a medieval city. How do, do, do you go about doing the research for this, Manolo? Because it is very difficult to, to find material dating back to the early years in, in, in particular. Yes, yes, it is difficult because uh, so much has been lost over the years. Um, there's even uh, documentary evidence on when the, the the rock was captured by the Anglo-Dutch in 1704. The the, the Ayuntamiento was just opposite the, the Parliament in Main Street, and the, after the the, the, popul the population had left, many of the records were left within the the, um, the offices and the stores, and they brought them out into the main square, which is uh, the present John Mackintosh Square. La Piazza, and they were burned there. So it has been difficult to to obtain much information. You will find that there, there is information going back to medieval times, but basically it's, it's mostly of the 18th and 19th century, based on on the the, the, the bland report of 1749 and the landlord billeting of 1756. That has helped a lot because people had to give their addresses where they're living and the register of, of inhabitants going back from early times, and then that, that, would, that has helped a lot. But many, m m m very often you will find that there exists more than one name for the same street, lane, ramp, or steps, or whatever. So, how much have the names changed over the years? They have changed, especially since 
Spanish times. Uh, that's, that is why many of the streets are still known by both names, because some of them date from pre-British times in some cases, or they have come to exist during that time during, for, for different reasons, because they've been named after people. As I said in the interview, the, the, the chat we had for Literature Week, College Lane, many people don't know, but it was known up to um, about 30, 50, 60 years ago as Callejon de Riso. But now people refer to it as Callejon de Mar, because there's a confectionery there. So things exist and they change. But it is important for people to remember those times and those names and that part of the history because it's part of our Gibraltar history, of, of, of our culture as, as a people. And it's important that that sh should remain there and people can make reference to it at any time. I was fascinated by your introduction where you, where you point out that many of the names in the early years in particular were of people who lived in the area or in the streets. And that has continued. In Spanish times you have El Callejón de Juan Serrano or El Callejón de la Marquesa and then we have Selfatis Passage or Sigurdjus <coughs> Lane, John Mackintosh Square which commemorates a great benefactor, although people call it the Piazza. That continues. The same as in, in the present day, different governments have decided to give names to blocks of flats, commemorating people who were well-known for different reasons, for culture, for sport, for politics or whatever. So that is a, an ongoing process. And it is important because we are surrounded by history, even within the names of streets or blocks of flats or whatever. You wanted to maintain the character, which sadly a lot of the character of our streets are being lost. So how, how do you do that? It isn't easy, I found. I, I, I thought, um, you know, just take, take the shot, take, take the image and uh, the character will come through. Not necessarily, um, because the character of, of a lane or a passageway or a road is, is, is made up of different items. The architectural aspects, the buildings around it, but also the shops that are there. Um, the businesses, the uh, people around, uh, people, uh, uh, property owners uh, maintaining their property or is it becoming derelict um, and all that adds to the character. Unfortunately from, from, uh, from a heritage perspective you might find the buildings that have accretions on them, the, the number of pipes drainage pipes, supply pipes, cables running across. You still have the old-fashioned TVAs in some cases. And although those things diminish the beauty of the building, the structure, they add character. If, if you go on holiday to a medieval town, you, hopefully you won't see steel pipes all over the place. But those things are the things that you find people are attracted to. Pieces of plaster falling off the wall showing the brickwork in the background. That adds character. I suppose you also wanted to, to add the, 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 the features that have come with the, with the building. Many of those features have been lost, especially in our upper town area. Oh, absolutely. So, yes, um, I, 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 it's, it's the people. I think the people, if you look at, at the old photos of Gibraltar that appeared in Facebook, you find that in the majority of them, there are people, there are children, 
there are uh, street sellers well that has disappeared and uh, it's, it's, it's a dead character in many cases when it comes to features unfortunately yes and one of the things that we've noticed that is uh, mostly being lost in, in, in my opinion anyway are the windows they're getting replaced with in some cases quite horrific bare metal aluminium frames that really have don't don't match uh, arches are being lost replaced with rectangles you know and uh, the character is is changing very gradual but it is changing plus the fact that there are whole buildings now being constructed in between old beautiful well-maintained buildings that just uh, in my view don't fit I know that you you, uh, you you walk around town a lot and you do a lot of tours for the Gibraltar Heritage Trust. What do people say about our streets? Look, I gave a tour of the northern part of Main Street from Casemates to um, the cathedral about three or four weeks ago. I normally, uh, from Casemates to the cathedral, it takes me about ten minutes. I spent over two hours walking that same distance, explaining and making people aware because what happens is that people just go about the business they go especially in in the main streets areas you know um, main street irish town engineer lane and they're just looking at the shop windows and what we say and victor says this very often as well look around you don't just look ahead things change some for the better some for the worse there are cabancles as prince charles and president king used to say which have now become part of the atmosphere of Gibraltar, because I remember when the John McIntyre show was built in 1964, there was a lot of criticism of, of that horrible stone walls there, and the same with the Gibraltar Heights and, and other buildings. But, you know, now they, they form part of the ever-changing character of, of town, although maybe they sort of stick out differently to, to what was there. I, I, I mean, I, I was born way back in '46. I remember where Gibraltar Heights was. There used to be the Spanish Pavilion because there used to be some barracks. And it was more in character with what the old town was. But maybe in the view of people who, who, who come to Gibraltar, it might have looked dowdy. Well, now people want to see an atmosphere of a modern shopping street. So, you know, pe- different people have different views of what the place should look like. But th- there's still a lot there which has atmosphere, especially in the upper town. Uh, and as Victor says, you know, it's maybe mm, mm, property should, should be properly cared for. But in the same way, as you go to Venice or go to other places, this ramshackle old buildings that do give an atmosphere, although unfortunately they're going to get lost in the process. The history is not going to get lost because it's in the rocky labyrinth and you're bringing history to life. What does this book mean to you? Because it's not the first book that you do together. You've done the churches, of course. Look, the, the, the churches were very interesting because it was a, what happens is that we want to be so British we, don't, we, we do not put, put in, in, in enough information to the whole history of Gibraltar, which encompasses the whole continuum, including the time when Gibraltar came under a Castilian control and Spanish control. And we tend to forget that. And I think it is important that people are aware of the whole history of Gibraltar, including the particular period. And maybe the, the books on the churches of Gibraltar covered that particular specific area. This one goes into some lens there, but not very much. So another project in the making? With Manolo? I hope so. 
I'm looking forward to it. <laughs> How important, as a final question, how important is this book and where do you think it will sit in the very large growing number of history books that we're getting on our social and local history, on, on the Gibraltarian aspects? Look, for me, one of the most important books in Gibraltar dealing with a specific subject is As Strong as the Rock of Gibraltar, which deals with the fortifications of, of Gibraltar. And I think that the book really is like a Bible. I hope this one, to a certain extent, I say to other, <laughs> being proud that Hamlia as well does fill that particular uh, slot of, of, of our history. And for you, the importance? I think it's a lovely reference uh, volume to have, and every home should have it, to be truthful. And it's not a marketing ploy. It's uh, it, it, sincerely because. Um, To give you a very simple example, I never realized that Princewood Road. I knew where it started, and I thought it finished at the top of the hill where Carter's shop is. Until I said, no, 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 it doesn't. It goes all the way down and meets up with Governor Street, doesn't it? So I think people are going to find that perhaps the preconceived ideas about our roads may have been incorrect. To me, it's an excellent reference book. To have. Do you have a favorite street? I always think of Victor in Office Lane. That's why Victor's looking at me. Because I always remember the, the story of, of the, the policeman who had been... The, 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 they took on policemen more for brawn than brain. And apparently he found a, a dead horse in Victor in Office Lane and dragged it to Main Street. And his report later read, Horse found dead Main Street. Because he found it difficult to, to, to write down Victor in Office Lane. But anyway, all, all the streets have their own character and their own history. And for me, it's been a learning curve as well, trying to find out as much information as possible about them. Gentlemen, thank you. The, look, the book looks absolutely stunning, and I'm sure that it will become a mainstay in most households in Gibraltar. Thank you, thank you very much, Alice. Become an expert on the streets, roads, lanes and ramps of the city of Gibraltar by reading A Rocky Labyrinth by Manolo Galeano and Victor Mida, which is available at our shop at the Main Guard, a book just in time for Christmas, and certainly one worth reading. But there are other books and many gift ideas for Christmas at the shop at the Main Guard. Books like The Red Children by Maggie G, The Mysterious Case of the Mary Celeste, 150 Years of Myth and Mystique by Graham Fayella, Into Dark Shadows by Jared Gruth, Chantline Gibraltar, The Story So Far, and Dancing Under the Shadows, An Introduction to Gibraltar Modern History, 1930-2018 by Ambrose Aviano and Anthony Pitalua. And there are many other books on local history, Sam Benedy's books, the books by Humbert Hernandez, and of course, Mark Sanchez. This podcast series is presented and produced by me, Alice Mascareñas, as a trustee, together with Chief Executive Claire Montado for the Gibraltar Heritage Trust. Original music is by Guy Valarino. The Gibraltar Heritage Trust offices can be found at the Main Guard at 13 John McIntosh Square. Opening hours are 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. and Saturdays 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. You can contact the Trust on 200-42844 or check out the website gibraltarheritagetrust.org.gi Until the next time, keep a watchful eye on Heritage.